Oh, How about that team win? Yeah! How about that team? How about that team that fought their ass off out there? How about that team that had each other's back for 60 minutes? And guess what? We needed all those 60 minutes. Okay? I appreciate the fight in this locker room. I see it every day. I get to see it in the in the building, right? I see it every day. I see it on Wednesday. But the fight out there, guys, will not be denied. How about fucking 27 jumping over people? Whatever it takes, that's what this game's about. Okay, but what I see, we talk about connected teams, that's what I saw today. Was it perfect? No. It doesn't have to be perfect. But man, when you fight like crazy fellas, we got a chance. Next week, we got some, something's in the way next week. I don't know who it is, but something's in the way. But I appreciate how you guys fight, all right? Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Victory Monday here one. on the Dogs Podcast, becoming the norm here uh, on Mondays in the fall. Uh, Browns improved to 7-3. and three. How about that fucking team speech out of Kevin Stefanski? Uh, I retweeted that last night. I said, I don't oh, want to seem man. like a simp, but I fucking love our coach. Man. And um, I think he's just, he just continues to prove the doubters wrong. Uh, we're, we can talk a little bit about the speech. We got a bunch of voicemails to get to. Uh, just It's going to be an awesome episode today. Every time the Browns win, it's just another awesome episode. Uh, and I'm still on, I didn't know I could get any higher than after the Ravens game. And then... Here we are, and I'm still high as a kite uh, <laughs> off this Steelers win. So that's I uh, can't wait to get into everything. We appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we, uh, like I said, we have a bunch of voicemails to get to today. If you want to get your voicemails on future episodes, head to thedogspodcast.com. Tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. We love hearing from you guys. We love getting your guys' intros. Uh, if you want to just listen to the podcast, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, if you're watching right now and you haven't yet subscribed on youtube please do so tap the notification bell pre please press like on the video um the browns are doing big things and we want to do big things with them so any support you guys can give to the show liking and subscribing helps a ton uh, lastly if you're looking for more dogs content head to join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member on the patreon page you get access to the private discord which is definitely the highlight of the patreon uh if you think winning on uh, a game against the Ravens or the Steelers on a walk-off field goal uh, is exciting at home and your wife is telling you to keep it down because the kid is napping, <laughs> wait until you watch it and you got a Discord full of people from all over the world who are just as hyped as you are. Uh, it makes game days 10 times better. It makes the week 10 times better. Uh, it's people to talk shit with when the Browns are winning. It's people to uh, drown in misery with if we're losing. <laughs> it's just... It's just one of the best things that's ever come out of this show is the dog pack. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you want to play fantasy football with us, you want to get an extra episode every week, uh, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. I was going to say real quick, me and John did the live in the discord before this show. Uh, everybody jumps in, talks with us, we interact and we actually have some, I mean, we always have good discussions, but to, I felt like today's discussions are really good coming out of yesterday's game because we had DTR playing. We had Joe Flacco get signed. A whole bunch of things happened. And we'll talk about all that here tonight, too. Good talk, and uh, I really appreciate how they let me know my mic wasn't working after, <laughs> at the very end of the show. 
Oh, so I think, do you want to start off with this couple of voicemails real quick? Yep. We got a couple of good ones just to get things started. Fatal Gnome. Uh, thank you, buddy. This one is for you. I was able to get this one ready in time. What you gonna do when the Browns come for you? Well, it doesn't matter what you think. It's a victory Monday over the Squealers, and the Browns are seven and three. And if you smell it, what's the fancy? NAB is cooking. It'll be fourteen and three, and in the playoffs will be. And that's the bottom line. That was awesome. That's the first time I've heard it. And that's how you start the show, guys, on a victory Monday. Thank you, Fatal Gnome. Uh, he was screaming 15-2. and two. Uh, We lost a, a, a heartbreaker at Seattle. He immediately said, doesn't matter, we're going 14-3. Fourteen and three. And he hasn't come off it since. Uh, awesome voicemail. That's what we're looking for here on a victory Monday. We want to keep the energy up. That's how we get this thing started. Well, then we'll just follow up real quick with our boy, Kenny Mack. Yo, guys, it is Kenny Mack, and I kicked off my day with my Nick Chubb jersey, and all I really wanted was the Browns to minimize penalties and not turn the ball over, and sure as heck, we did it. We beat the Steelers. We beat them 13-10. All we need is one more point than the other team. It does not matter who's at quarterback. This team's going to make the playoffs. We have the defense that's going to do it. They only got one big run for our, on us. And you know what? It's an NFL team, and that happens, and that kid is good. We held Pickett to 195 yards or about 95 yards passing. We did exactly what we wanted to do. Don't want it as close every week. I'm going to have to get a defibrillator for my <laughs> Browns backers crew. Uh, special teams reversed it from last week. I mean, that Dustin Hopkins trade, that seventh-round draft pick for him, that seems unreal at this point. Last but not least, DTR, he did what he could. Another week's practice. Take some heat off that fastball, bud. Your arm's awesome. And uh, let's get those Broncos next week. Go Brownies. All right. Man, what a, just what a, what a team win. Like you heard Kevin say it in the, in the opening video there in the post-game locker room speech, like, Guys, this is the NFL. It's rarely perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. This isn't the BCS where you're playing for style points. We're not trying to impress some fake-ass committee, okay? This right. is the NFL. You, It's just win. Uh, I think Nathan Zagura said it in the, uh, in the post game on the radio. It's a binary league. It's a wins and losses league. There's no asterisks in the, in the, uh, the win-loss columns. There's no pictures, they don't put pictures up of what the score was. It just says W or it says L. And right now we got seven W's. That's right. And it feels freaking awesome. It and it it's just name me another team, another coach, another city that would be seven and three dealing with what we have dealt with this year. It's on it's it's legitimately it's almost unheard of. Well, we were talking about that in the Discord, and we were having the conversation of is Kevin Stefanski in the running for coach of the year, and they were talking about Dan Campbell in Detroit and D'Amico Ryans in Houston, and I think, didn't you say, John, well, take P.J. Walker and put him in Detroit, and I guarantee they don't have seven wins. Exactly. It's it's one of those deals. Don't get me wrong. I think Dan Campbell's a great coach. I'd have given him a coach of the year last year. Everybody expected the Lions to be great this year. Right. You know what I mean? They were picked to win the division. We were picked to finish last. Six and 11 in our division, <laughs> right? Yes, some people have picked us to win, and six that was with Deshaun Watson all year. And a healthy Nick Chubb, and right. a healthy Jack Conklin, and a Dewan Jones that didn't only have to come in on pass plays. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Not playing a practice squad quarterback or a fifth-round rookie quarterback. DTR has started two games in the NFL against the Ravens and the Steelers. Yes. And he's 500. It's awesome, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly, I think Coach of the Year's, unless something just insane happens down in Houston, D'Amico Ryan's going to be Coach of the Year. The only person who thought they were going to win games was Pastor Rob. Uh, so... But Kevin Stefanski, one million percent, should be in that discussion, and he's given him a run for his money because uh, no, nobody. We've talked about this before in this show. Kyle Shanahan was thirty games under five hundred when he didn't have Jimmy G before Brock Purdy came along. Okay, but uh, Bill Belichick, arguably the greatest coach of all time, has a losing record since Tom Brady left. Yeah. And he's still playing with a first round draft pick quarterback. Now we might all think Mac Jones sucks, but he was a first round first draft round pick. pick. Yep. Okay. The, there, there isn't a team in the league that would be doing what we are doing, dealing with what we've dealt with in the injury department on offense. The Ravens, the Ravens have dealt with injuries the last couple of years, but the one year that Lamar missed extended time, they finished fourth in the division. That's true. That is very true. They finished fourth. Now, other guys have gotten hurt around Lamar, and he's been able to carry them to solid seasons because you still had Lamar. You still had your the most important player on the field. Mm-hmm. We're missing Deshaun and Nick Chubb. And you'd make the argument Nick Chubb's the most important person on our offense. And, and yeah. At least, especially early in the year, Deshaun's still trying to come back and acclimated. Like... No, nobody else would. You'll never convince me that anybody else would be would be seven and three right now. Nope, yeah. not at all. Uh, Rick Adkins, thank you for the super chat. He says one flag the entire game. That was impressive. Only one penalty. Yeah, the whole game. By the way, the score was fifteen to ten. That was a safety. It was a safety. Yes, it was. So, but I think not only was the first one a safety, the second one was maybe even more egregious. Yeah, uh, but it did set us up in great field position. It did, but we could have also had potentially great field position with two points. Correct. So it's, it's you know, tomato, tomato. I obviously would have liked to have the safety because the free kick punt does is probably not going out of the end zone. We probably still get pretty decent field position. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing. Like, you never know what the return's going to be. Yes. Man, special teams were big yesterday. On that game-winning drive, just the little 12-yard return yes. that we got was huge. Yep. I went back and watched the final minute and a half today just – just because why and um one thing i just want there's so much to talk about this game but talk about like what a, a microcosm of this team on that final drive who made two huge plays elijah moore and david Njoku, two oh, guys that had dropsies. yeah like elijah moore had a big drop yep. early uh and joku struggled all day catching the ball oh, man and, and and like kenny said some of that has to do with the fact that dtr just <laughs> It's just fastball. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's an adjustment. And, and it's I don't want to give the guy excuses, but, I mean, it's definitely an adjustment to go from catching a very catchable Deshaun ball to this guy just rifling it in Deshaun's there. Deshaun's got the touch, the placement, the positioning. DTR's just got – here it is. Yep. Uh, and, and also in David's defense, on that on that back shoulder throw in the end zone, first of all, it's a great throw by DTR. Yeah. 100% pass interference. I went back and yeah. watched another breakdown of it. The DB literally clubs him in the face before the ball gets there, yeah, right I over his eyes. Yep. 100% pass, right in front of him. And then the very next play, the guys just hang on to Amari Cooper yeah. out of bounds. They don't call it again. That easily, that puts the ball at the one. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt's getting in. Yes. You'll, you'll never convince me Kareem Hunt's not getting in. Oh, yeah, he's getting in. He gets one yard. I mean, he that's what he does. 
he gets one yard. So that that sucked. And we we people look like, well, the Browns only had one penalty. Correct, but the the they missed the safety. They definitely missed a couple of those calls. Yes. We just played cleaner. We were the better coach football team. And I like the disrespect for Safansi just gotta stop. It's crazy. It's not gonna stop. No, it's not. It's gonna <laughs> but I agree with you. It's it kind of um we were talking about it earlier too, like a lot of Browns fans are going to be scratching their head if Stefanski wins coach of the year because they just can't see, you know, the reality of how good he is. If you look at – no one's done more with less. No one. No. And, you know, I guess we could kind of, like, start talking about the play calling, which I know a lot of people have been complaining about and everything. So, I mean, I'll go back and just say I was very critical of Kevin Stefanski the first time DTR played against the Ravens. I said he was – he, was, he needed to be more conservative with DTR because DTR is not Deshaun. He can't run the playbook like he's got Deshaun out there. So what did Kevin do yesterday? He ran it like DTR was out there. <laughs> he, mit- he mitigated all risk, which is exactly what we expected. It's exactly what we wanted him to do. And now fans hate him for that. Yeah. And it's like, I understand the offense was putrid. It was boring. But the Steelers are a great defense. We're playing a professional football team on the other side of the ball, and they're doing everything they can to stop us too. Yeah, and I heard a lot of people complain about the like multiple people saying, "Oh, we should have been throwing downfield." Why? <laughs> yeah, Did, were you for were you at practice? <laughs> were, were you coaching DTR? Did mm-hmm. you see what DTR is capable of? Because I guarantee Kevin watched DTR throw deep a hundred times in practice and was like, and he had a very good reason against the Steelers. And it's, it's not only his ability to throw deep. I'm sure he can throw. It's our ability to protect. In yeah. this game, th- this game was all about mitigating the disaster. What what has been essentially the only reason the Browns have lost a game this year? Self-imposed disasters. Yes. Yes. And so Kevin coached to make sure that didn't happen. I said it against the Ravens, and I said it in the preview game for the Steelers. We were going to have to play ugly, keep it close, rely on the defense, and make sure you have a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. I, I told somebody this earlier today. I said, you can't win a game in the in the second and third quarter. You can sure as hell lose a game in the second yes. and third quarter. So he made sure that didn't happen. He said, I'm not going to – we're not going to let this kid r- lose this game for us in quarters two and three. Okay, we're going to keep this a game. We're going to rely on the strength of this team, which everybody screams is the defense. Nobody wants to give Kevin any credit for wins because it's the defense. And then so when he plays to the team's strengths, keeps it a game, doesn't let DTR do too much, leans, leans on what we do well, and gets a win, a huge win. It's the first time in franchise history that we beat the Ravens and the Steelers in consecutive weeks. That's wild. Okay. And people want to complain about the play calling. I listened to this exact same fan base screaming about how he set up DTR to fail the first time he started. Right. Yep. I listened to this same fan base scream after we threw one pass on third down in Seattle. Yep. And then he does the what we need him to do to win a game. And you're going to complain about the play call. Oh my God. Like there's literally no winning. No, Kevin can't win um, at all. So I think those of us who understand what's going on and get it, like we'll just continue to ride with this and be very happy with how things are going. Two stats that really show what Kevin was doing with DTR yesterday. In his first game, we looked it up earlier. DTR's time to throw was 3.23 seconds. It's like the highest, longest held ball in the league. You mean Deshaun? 
No, DTR against the Ravens. Oh, yeah, 3.23 yeah, yeah. time okay. to throw. The worst in the league. Yesterday was 2.15. He cut a, over a whole second off of his time to throw. Only four passes went past 10 yards yesterday. And, and, That's and I, it. And don't get me wrong. In the second half, I'm watching, and I'm human too. I'm like, ugh. This is definitely rough. Yeah, it was hard to watch. But I sure. have the big picture in mind. Mm-hmm. I understand that the goal isn't to just come out here and throw bombs and look flashy. The goal is to win the freaking game. Right. Okay? And by whatever means necessary. And and like you said, I, and I was frustrated watching the game. Like, I can't believe we can't just pick up a first down. Like, can we just give our defense a break? We just need a first down. Like, extend it. Kill the clock a little bit. Just run a freaking drive. And we couldn't do it in the second half. But it's not because Kevin was coaching a bad game. It's because he's coaching against another great coach, a great defense. I mean, this was two really good teams going at it yesterday. You give the Steelers their due. They're a great football team. They're a great coach team. They have a great defense. We, we always struggle to beat them. So it's not like we went out there and beat some pissant team. No, it, what did I, I said on the, the uh, preview, the Steelers were 6-3 and three coming into this game. Because they don't beat themselves. Exactly. They let they let they you let, beat they yourself. They let you beat yourself, and then they capitalize and they capitalize on it. Yes. And that's how that's how they can be outgained in every single game and be six and three. Yep. They just don't beat themselves. So we said we're not going to put ourselves in that position. We're not going to beat ourselves. We're going to keep it close. We're going to muddy it up. We're going to play your style of football because we can because we have the best defensive player in football. Yep. Okay, and then we're going to win it late. I don't understand people complaining. If Stefanski would have come out and been chucking the ball all over the uh-huh. yard and DTR threw three picks or got strip sacked and they returned it for a touchdown and TJ Watt was celebrating our end zone, it would have been fire Stefanski all over the internet. Yes, and the, the quick short passes, they get the ball out quick, they run a simple offense. What does that lead to? That leads to the... No penalties, essentially. One penalty on the whole day because guys don't have time to hold. The pass rush isn't doing it. We basically did what our defense makes other offenses do. Get the ball and throw it quick. Yeah. Like, and, pe- and people are like, well, then you, if you can't block, you go to, you know, your max protect. So we're going to run two-man routes. Who's our deep threat? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Who, who, who are you going to double TJ Watt with a running back? Strong? Going to block T- You know what come I mean? On. Like, yeah. Like, come on, guys. It's... Just watch the games. Understand this is the NFL. It is chess, not checkers. Like, it is moving pieces. It is a war of attrition. And it is just about winning. And that's what we're doing. Like, I don't understand. People who complain, they're just, I'll tell you, they're not Browns fans. They're Baker Cucks. <laughs> I know. I saw you said that. <laughs> that's exactly that's, what they that's are. That's so true. Um, here, I'll just do this then real quick. Before we move on, Browns fans here in Ohio, if you guys Want to get into Caesar Sportsbook? They're running a new sign-up offer. You guys don't want to miss it. New customers can get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,000 by using our code DOGS1000, all one word, during sign-up. Not only will your first bet be covered, you guys are also going to be directly supporting our show. So if you haven't joined Caesars yet, now's the perfect time to make your move. Just remember, use our code DOGS1000 when you sign up and place your first bet. Offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you guys are a loved one, has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Okay. So uh, let's just, why don't we address the poll question here while we're, you know, we're kind of yeah. talking about the offense. And yep. So DTR, you know, he did what he, I thought DTR looked great in the first half, especially he looked, I would had never been more pumped about a drive, a first drive of the game that didn't end in points than I was in that 
in this game. And we all said in the chat yesterday, good, good drive. Yep. Good just, drive. just, it didn't end in a turnover, had some easy completions for him. Let him kind of get the feel for the game, flipped field position a little bit. Um, and it was a great first drive. So DTR's numbers obviously didn't look great. 4-4 on the final drive, though, uh, to take us down the field to get the big win. Um, I guess I just went... And then we, we signed Flacco, you know, eight minutes after the game. Right. Um, which which I was talking about that yesterday. The rumor was he left Friday without a contract, but was probably going to get... Most likely coming back today on Monday to get signed. So yeah. we kind of knew that was happening. Yeah. So they already announced he's going to start in Denver. DTR. Yeah. How do you feel going forward? Did you do you think they signed Flacco to be the backup to DTR? Do you think you know two weeks from now he's up to speed? He's going to be the starter. What do you guys think? And I think DTR is our starter. Uh, I read someone say online basically he's earned the you know he's the starter until he's not like if if he plays himself out of a starting job, which I'm man, that's just too optimistic for that right now. <laughs> not calling that. Yeah, but I will say this. If it came to that, I think Flacco's got the skills to manage a game. We man, we've got such a good defense, and we've got pieces on offense too. I mean, if you're a game manager, we can win with that. Yeah, we can totally do that. We talked about this in Discord earlier. My take on the whole Joe Flacco DTR thing is one week at a time. Roll with DTR because we were talking about this yesterday during the game. He's a rookie. So what you saw yesterday, he's got so much development potential because he's so young. It's not like he's a 30, 35-year-old quarterback and you know what you got. He is young. He is fresh. He can continue to grow. You might see big strides out of him where you're not going to see it out of a guy who's been in the league seven or eight years. Yeah, it's not like we just saw DTR play his best game. Right, but if he doesn't, say he doesn't take any strides, say he comes out and he's, he's not very good, he starts throwing picks and turning the ball over and he's just like, this kid's just not getting it. Then you move to Flacco. The thing is, you set yourself up for a win-win. Like, Flacco's here to mentor. If he needs to come in and play, he can. And we were talking about, I think that he's good to have in the building for Deshaun, too. I think that Deshaun being around another seasoned veteran who has had success in the league, won a Super Bowl, he is a champion. Like, it's, it's just good for everybody. I don't, I see no downside in it whatsoever. Yeah, correct. He's a grown up in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw he, he's still got an arm. He can still throw it a little bit. Uh, Pastor Robin here saying uh, that we have way different takes on DTR and that DTR is not a starter in this league. You just, I just don't think you have anything to base that on. You've watched him in two games. The one game he, he got 10 minutes heads up start that he's going to play against the best defense in football. Uh, and with this, a game plan that was not tailored. Yeah, with a game plan not for him. In this game, he did exactly what we needed to do to win a football game. Mm-hmm. And, and when the game was on the line, he was 4-4, took us right down the field for the game, the game-winning points. He at least, I'm not saying he's going to grow on to be a perennial pro bowler. I'm not even going to say he is a long-term starter in this league. I said the sample size is not nearly big enough to just make that assessment after two games against two of the best defenses in football. Yeah. Um, and I just think, I think the team likes him. I, mm-hmm. think they, I think they like the way he gutted it out. I think they like the way he prepares. I mean, you could tell – like what it meant to him. And I think yeah. he showed a lot of fight and practice throughout the week. Uh, he's willing to put his body on the line for this team. Like the guy is totally bought into the, the, the locker room and the guys. And I think he has the respect of the locker room. And I think you can't understate that. So I think until he proves that he's just simply not capable of being good enough for what we need him to do, um, he's going to be the starter. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't need him to be a long-term starting NFL caliber quarterback because as soon as next season rolls around, Deshaun's the quarterback. It doesn't, we said this earlier, it doesn't matter if DTR goes out and balls out the rest of the season, the Browns go to the playoffs and all this stuff. 
Deshaun's still our starting quarterback. Yes. Follow the money. That's where the money is. He's playing quarterback for the Browns. We need DTR to be good enough to not lose us games. And I think he can be, but like I said, if he ends up proving that he's not, then we just make a switch. It's not that big of a deal. You look around the NFL, how many teams are playing with backup quarterbacks right now? A few. A lot. A lot of teams are rolling with backup quarterbacks or young guys that they're still not sure about that they drafted or whatever to be their starter. So I don't think we're in that bad of a position, honestly, especially with our defense. Well, you would agree DTR made improvements from game one to game two, right? Yes. He made improvements. Coach, you know, the the game plan, everything worked much better with him yesterday. And I... I don't think you can look at his second game and just think it's like he's arrived and that's the pinnacle for him. Yeah, this I, is all he's ever going to be able to do. I, I would predict, and and we've got teams that we're going to face that don't have this TJ Watt. Correct. Like he, like again, Pastor Rob saying, including preseason, he's not uh, great in the past game. He was literally the best quarterback in the league in the preseason. Now, I don't think the preseason means much, but I just, I just don't think you have enough to yeah. go off of there. That makes no sense to me. Um, you got a Quincy. So I think Quincy said it the best on, on uh, Twitter X after the game. Remember to be patient with DTR. The goal for him today was to not be a disaster and to win the game. He and Kevin can now build off this. Just like how things started a little slow with Jacoby last year, give him more reps and time with the receivers to adjust. Uh, we'll be okay. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I'm not saying his ceiling is Deshaun no. or even, you know, starter. I think his ceiling is, at least he showed me enough that a ceiling is game manager. Don't screw it up. Don't yep. screw it up. Okay. His only his only turnover yesterday was a ball that went off Amari's hands. Yeah. And I was optimistic during the game and I'm super happy with the result. But I mean the more time I've had to process it, I just like Kevin's yeah. game plan more and well, more. And actually there's a couple of super chats in here I want to mention and goes right into that. Rick Atkins made a nice point. He said Kevin also set up the backup tackles to not get owned. So the the short passing game, the quick passes, I mean, you've got, first of all, Jerron Christian might be our new starting left tackle moving forward, even when Jed Wills gets yeah. zero pressures yesterday allowed. Now, we were getting the ball out quick, so there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity to mm-hmm. pressure the quarterback. But still, uh, James Hudson, I believe, gave up five pressures yesterday. So Christian is looking good. We get DeWan Jones back. I think we'll be good. And Peter R says our O line is a big reason why we're winning too. They're, yeah, they're t- definitely this patchwork line is coming together. Uh, the interior started the season. I think they started the season a little rough. Yeah, they've come a long way. Um, stat I had here: Kevin Stefanski is the Browns seven and three for the second time in four years. Stefanski improves to thirty three and twenty seven as a head coach, including twenty one ten mark at home and twelve and eleven within the AFC North. What more do you, I mean, 12 and 11 in the AFC North. Is and and he's, he's done it with absolute zero consistency at the quarterback position. Yeah, that's so true. I, I told somebody most, most coaches who have, who would have dealt with what Kevin has dealt with for the last four years, they wouldn't have made it to four years. No, they would have, they would have been, they would have been so far under 500. It would have looked so dysfunctional. They'd have been gone. Look it, what you got to say, like Robert Sala yeah. in New York. I mean, they can't get it together. And they've got a great defense and quarterback situation. You know what I mean? So, I I don't know. I feel like we just cannot hype Kevin enough for what he's doing this year. There's way too much optimism around DTR. People are way too orange tint. No, man, no. Nobody is saying he's Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. You got to stop. We're saying he's good enough to not turn the ball over. Exactly. That's all anybody is saying. He, he did enough yesterday to show that there's – 
there's potential for him to grow. And, yeah. you know, if, we, if he can just add that second level of passing element to his game, you know, that it doesn't even need to be deep. I don't need like 20, 30 yard passes down the field with DTR. Just anything in that intermediate range where he can get a little more consistent, that just helps us get pick up a couple couple more first downs. Yes, sir. Honestly, like three more first downs during the second half would have sealed that thing a lot sooner. And who I knows feel like. what happens if we have no drops yesterday. Yeah. And that, that same thing. They took the like five. Yeah. It was bad. Elijah Moore had a big one. Like there were a ton of. Drew and now four again, drop too. Yeah. So like, come on. It's, I'm not saying we're, nobody's saying that he's Deshaun Watson or, but Man, I feel like you're very down on a kid who just beat the Steelers. No, and there was a lot of people yesterday I saw on Twitter too saying like, oh, and I don't know where this is coming from. Probably Baker bros that are hiding as DTR bros, but they were saying DTR equals Deshaun Watson. Like, <laughs> if, if you if you watch that game yesterday and you can't walk away very much appreciative of the, what Deshaun Watson brings to the game, to the offense, then I, I can't help you because if, <laughs> the, the Steelers cannot stack the box to stop the run. They cannot take away all the short passes if Deshaun Watson's the quarterback. Correct. If, if anything, just game plan. Like some some of what DTR went through yesterday with how he looked, some of it, Kevin had him on a very, very short leash. He's yes. been such on a choke collar. Okay. Like he the it didn't open up until it needed to open up. He went 4-4. Four, four. Took us right down the field in a minute 18. So uh, I think I just saw this stat, by the way, and this might be the most impressive thing um, about the Browns this season and why I think national people need to wake the F up on the Browns and why I think we as Browns fans can, can be confident of the 10 opponents the Browns have faced this season. Only two of them are currently below 500. That's impressive. We were supposed to have a fourth place schedule. That's yes. yeah. yeah, that's right. Yes, we're in. We are seven and three, and we have played eight teams that are five hundred or better. We have beat the Bengals, the 49ers, the Ravens, and now the Steelers. For anybody who watches uh, Cal Turd, those four teams are staples in the the herd hierarchy. Yeah, those are I four of the top hierarchy. ten teams in the league. Yeah, Man, and, that guy's silly. And we almost beat the Seahawks, who are also at the top of the NFC. <laughs> we almost beat them. I, as I know. Yeah. But I'd say we play. We're, it's not like we're getting beat by it. Like we're playing tough football this yes. year. Yes. Like our, our only bad loss was the, was DTR's first start. And, and we all know why. It, and we lost to the Steelers the first time when Chubb gets his knee blown out. And that was again, self-inflicted, self-imposed mistakes. The pick six, the fumble six. We don't have, even if one of those two plays doesn't happen, we win the game. Yeah. It's hard to believe. <clears throat> so yeah, we're not getting owned by anybody this year. I mean, and yeah, like you said, that Ravens game, man, whatever. We got redemption. Yeah. You know, in Baltimore. Yep. Yeah, in Baltimore, which is awesome. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, the holidays are right around the corner, and it's time to start thinking about that gift giving and what you're going to be getting the special people in your life. I know for me, it makes my gift decision making so much easier when I just get everybody Omaha Steaks. That's right. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, the in-laws, brother, sister, everybody just gets Omaha Steaks. So go to omahasteaks.com right now. Take advantage. They're doing 50% off site-wide for their Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale this week. So get in there and get these deals right now. So enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out. And you also get $30 off on top of the 50% off site-wide. So score these delicious deals. You get tender, juicy, extra-aged, 
perfect steaks, mouthwatering bacon wrap filet mignons. Like this stuff is awesome, guys. Get your gift stuff done now. Check it off the list and enjoy the holiday season without the stress of figuring out what the heck you're going to get everybody. So hurry up. The Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals are going on right now at Omaha Steaks. They're going to be gone before you know it. Enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out at omahasteaks.com. Get 50% off site-wide, and that code DOGS will get you an extra 30 bucks off the order. That's our little holiday gift to you. And you know what? It's the perfect gift. They don't just open it once. They open it every time they pull it out of the freezer to make another meal. So visit omahasteaks.com and save Big with 50% off site wide plus use our promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out and get that extra $30 off your order. It's just our little holiday gift to you. So get your orders in now. Minimum order may be required. We got three more voicemails. This one's from Aaron. Listen, y'all. Big, big, big dub today. They say we could have beat the Steelers, man. All these Steeler fans running their mouth. No Deshaun Watson. Well, guess what? We don't need a Deshaun Watson to beat your mid-quarterback, Kenny Pickett. He can't even throw for 100 yards against us, bro. Listen, Miles Garrett versus TJ, <laughs> no more. No more. I don't want to hear he doesn't show up against this game anymore, bro. Miles was all over the field. Where, where was TJ? TJ, nowhere to be found. Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year. Three different quarterbacks. Two of them, bottom of the league. One of them hurt, in and out. We still in this thing, man. Let's go. Steelers fans, how you feeling about Kenny Pickett? Because, uh, I mean, this guy might be worse than our two backup quarterbacks. <laughs> you know, we got some things to clean up on offense, but DTR going up against a defense like this, Kevin Stefanski calling the plays how he was in the second half. Listen, we got the dub. Be happy about it. We're on to next week. Let's go, dogs. Man. I'll say this, TJ Watt was all over the field too, but he was doing his impression of a pancake. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy stat. Yep. So I thought um, the game plan with Dewan Jones to come in and just kind of play like key pass sets and that kind of stuff, like that was that's kind of genius. You know what I mean? Like put him on a snap count, but you used him in big moments and stuff like that. 19 pass blocking matchups on TJ Watt, zero sacks allowed, zero pressures allowed. Against he, it's the second time he's gone up and pretty much eliminated him out of the game. Um, and let's address the TJ Miles thing. We no lie, if you've watched this show for a couple years mm -hmm. in the past, we have said we wish Miles had a little bit of that TJ motor. Uh, it seems like TJ never gives up on a play, you always feel his presence in the game. And we're like, we know it was frustrating because we felt like Miles clearly had the ability. It just, we weren't always, it seemed like he take, took some plays off and, you know, 100% honesty. We've said that on the show. You can go find that. Also coming into this season, though, we said, it might sound funny, this is going to be a Miles Garrett breakout season. And you say, well, how could a guy who's constantly in the defensive player of the year discussion have a breakout? You're, this is a breakout this is season. How. Yep, this, this is, is a coming out party for Miles Garrett. There are no, I think, I, talked, I touched on this last week. 
he can go all out every play that he is on the field now because he knows if I have to come out for a play or two to catch my wind, the next guy in isn't a practice squad player, and we're not going to give up 80 yards in two minutes if I take two plays off. This dude, can, I can finally just go all out. They can't double and triple team me because I got uh, Richardson next to me, oh, uh, Zadarius Smith on the other side. Shelby like, Harris, oh, man. Yes, Jordan Elliott. Like, I got guys around yes. me now. I can just play with my hair on fire, and you're seeing – a match made in heaven between Jim Schwartz and Miles Garrett. Oh, absolutely. Like you just you're just seeing it. I mean, it's what we envisioned. Um, and you're you're seeing if Miles plays like his hair is on fire and he can give a hundred percent effort every snap without having to worry about if he's gonna take a rest or or anything like that. Like just knowing I can go out and play free. And I know that the guys around me are gonna have my back and I can just go all out. There isn't a better defensive player in the league. No, and, and to be honest, it's 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 not even really close, like not even close. No, and that's like you said, that's what we've been waiting for is you know to watch a broadcast because you we always watch the other teams with these great defensive players and they're getting mentioned all the time. They're always getting highlighted and they're making plays. And it's like, man, I see that guy on every play is doing something. That's what Miles is doing this year. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch. He's he's getting those chase down. Yes. Uh, tackles. He's running yeah. guys down. I mean, he he legit helped save the game against the Ravens last week, chasing Lamar down from the opposite side yeah. of the field, forcing him out of bounds uh, late. Like he he's one. He's he's essentially unless something bad happens, he's got defense player of the year in the bag. And honestly, like some people have you've heard whisperings, he should be in the MVP discussion. If if the Browns make the playoffs and they win a playoff game. He should 100% be in that discussion because we're winning off the back of the defense and he's the best player on the he's defense. The absolute leader. Jalen Hurts was in MVP discussions last year because he was the quarterback on the, the team with the best record, essentially. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's the quarterback of our defense. He's the best player on our defense and our defense is going to carry us to hopefully the playoffs and potentially beyond. Um, I don't want to look ahead. I, I told somebody told me, asked me, did you play the schedule game yet? Have you looked ahead? Of course. Uh, <laughs> and, and what I came up with is the Browns are good enough to win out or the offense could be bad enough that we lose out. And it's just like, I don't think, obviously I don't think we're going to, there's going to be wins and losses the whole way. Yes. That's what's um, gonna happen. Yeah. It, it could go, who knows what it's going to be like. Um, Aaron. Hey, Blake looked like Todd and Lamar works very well. They're efficient. They're far from explosive. And we yeah. literally just fucking beat you. <laughs> so, hey, this is a Browns podcast, yeah. uh, And we're so, talking about the Steelers talk- win. So, and if, if you go, let's go back and look at the, the Ravens schedule. You've played a ton of backup and rookie quarterbacks this year to have your, your inflated defense. We just dropped 30 plus on you uh, when we finally had our starter. I'm not worried about you. No. Um, nope. So you can have your 78% completion percentage for 112 yards a game if you want. And <laughs> maybe a touchdown if you're yeah. lucky, yeah. Um, so um, if you look ahead to the Browns' schedule a little bit, though, I, I, I honest to God think if the Browns can come out, take if they just take care of the ball and continue to play defense like this, minimum four to five wins. It's been the story all year. Yes. It's been the story all year. Take minimum four to five. I think I think the, the Bears, Jets, and Bengals – you, if you want to be a playoff team, you got to put W's next to those. The the Jets, oh my oh, god, man! I, I was talking about this earlier. We should absolutely. I mean, our defense should just 
feast on they, that. They, they just benched Zach Wilson for a got for Tim Boyle. They lost their only remaining good lineman, I think. They they will they are historically the worst third down offense in the history of football right now, and we are historically the best third down defense in the history of football right now. I think I heard they just went. They just scored the first touchdown in forty offensive drives. That it that could be that we play. Uh, we legit. I think it was the Bears a couple years ago. We held them to negative yards of offense or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that could be that Jets game could be that. Yes, it could be. And mm-hmm. th- there's been some talks about um, Aaron Rodgers. I just heard it today. Aaron Rodgers talking about coming back Christmas Eve, and he would be. It would be limited mobility. It had to be more of just a stand in the pocket, bro. Do you have a Do you have a death wish? You want to come back and play behind that He's offensive not coming, line? He's not coming back for the Browns game. Hundred percent guaranteed. <laughs> I, that's I a, that's a death wish. Not yeah, happening. No way. Um, oh, remember when Kyler Murray could have come back? Yeah, he waited a week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's just like, man, that's a. If, yep. Go ahead and stand. Don't be a statue against the Browns. Oh, good luck. Um, <laughs> We've taken right back out. <laughs> I know. Yes, he would be. He would be dead. Retirement, man. I, I think the toughest games remaining, uh, at least to me on paper right now, are, are Jags and Texans. I think the Broncos actually do pose a difficult matchup. Four this game week. win streak, and they got that home field advantage. I think because we don't have our quarterback and our running back and our line is beat up. Every game's a tough game. Yes. But like the ones where I'm looking at and I'm like, I could like yeah, yeah, yeah. really see this going either way is the Texans and the Jags. And honestly, more so the Texans. Really? Because I feel like I, I know CJ's balling, but he's still a rookie. And I, I don't do care. Think he's I, not a rookie. He's not playing like a rookie. I know, but I he's, still think Jim Schwartz. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's I, not going to be easy. I'm not honest to God. The, I'm the most worrisome game for me is the Texans. The Jags have not looked that great on offense. Trevor Lawrence doesn't look that great. Like, I don't know if they score on us. No, I don't think I don't, I'm not super worried about them. I mean, obviously they're in the playoff mix right now. So are the Texans. I think the Broncos are in the playoff, you know, hunt. What, what teams do we have left that really aren't? You know what I mean? So the, the Bears, like you said, the Jets, but Bengals should. I mean, I don't see them out. doing anything with Joe Burrow without Joe. Their Burrow. fan base already checked out. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Notice this. And, this team plays with backup quarterbacks, yep. backup linemen, backup running backs. We're seven and three, getting ready to make our playoff push. You lose Joe Burrow, and season's done. We're not the same. Nope. You'll always you'll always be second tier in this state. Might be why I was fancy six and one against them. Yeah, it's, it's a culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not like you Kentuckians. Um, <laughs> um, so no, it, it's there's going to be uh, tougher games down the stretch. Jags much tougher than Texans. Well, the Texans waxed that ass earlier this year, so I don't I don't know about that. I, I am more worried about the quarterback who is playing very well. Uh, they got a running game going, and they seem to have a lot of momentum. Then I am again. I mean, the Jags just got waxed. By San Francisco. That's not overreact because they steamroll the garbage team they played this week in the Titans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to do a voicemail from Tyler real quick? Yeah. Tyler. Hey, Browns podcast. This is Tyler. How about them Browns? Grew the Steelers. We won. That's because we're better. Flat out. They can go back to Pittsburgh and stink some more with Mr. Smallheads. Give me a <laughs> Uh, I want to talk about the this this this, obviously the Steelers team. Some how dumb are the Steelers for not giving the ball to Jalen Warren? I I, I made this. If they give him the ball, if he gets twenty touches between runs and and catches, 
The Browns lose that game. I think so. There's we, uh, we couldn't tackle the guy. We could not. If he got the every time he touched the ball, I was holding my breath like, yes. this dude's going to break it. And, and then even the plays where we did tackle him, it was for five or six yard gain. It was like he was one ankle tackle away from being gone again. Like, I, I don't know why they quit giving him and the it ball. It was never the first guy that got him down. No, after his long run, I think he only got the ball three more times or something. Guys, I do, I do the, not know what they – if they give that guy the ball, we're having a different conversation, I think. This is the second week in a row we've said something like this, too, because with the Ravens, it was Mitchell. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's actually a little bit worrisome. But, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, I totally agree, though. I'm not saying that we definitely would have lost, but we kind of looked like we just didn't have a great answer for him. Uh, Ara yeah. said they named him the starter, and he got less carries than Najee Harris. Every time, every time Najee was in the game, I was like, "This is yeah, this, this is a, awesome. This is a three and out." Yep. He he just does not have the juice that Warren has. I do. Not, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, after that long run, I said, "If I was the Steelers, I wouldn't even attempt another pass unless it was to him. I would just turn around, and hand that guy the ball fifteen more times this game, and you guys will, are going to win this game because we did. We just didn't have an answer for it. He was the dude's." I'm dreading the day they realize he should just get the ball 20 plus times. Yeah, I know. Because the Steelers got weapons. Pickens is an athletic freak. Deontay Johnson is good. Pat Fryermuth is good. This Jalen Warren kid is good. Uh, they need a, they, their quarterback is awful, and yes. their offensive coordinator is awful. Yep. Yep. Um, so let's just hope they don't figure it out. We uh, already kind of <laughs> talked about this, I guess, but we do have a comment that says Flacco threw four touchdowns on us last year. He'll be starting by week thirty. Who uh, <laughs> who didn't throw touchdowns against Joe Woods' defense? Yeah, it was. Well, bad. I'll tell you who is the people that ran for like five. Touchdowns. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Marcus Mariota because they didn't have to. Yeah. So uh, I just if could you imagine if like Stefanski did something like that? Like Chubb busted a seventy-yard run for a touchdown, and then he only got the ball two more times, and they lost. Mm-hmm. Or oh, if my. you were playing against Michigan State and you only gave Zeke the ball four times in, in the second half, half. yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it was like when Hugh had um, Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb, and it was like Nick Chubb is clearly the better running back. I want Hyde in there. Yeah. Okay. We had to literally trade. Yeah, we had to trade. It was him like away. Moneyball. Yeah. When they, he just started trading all his players, so the guys he wanted in the game could yeah. Had the GM's to play. like, well, you can't play him anymore because he's gone. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, so that that was terrible. I thought I thought Stefanski outcoached the Steelers. I thought we we outcoached them all day. Um, just just awesome win for the Browns to be seven and three. Uh, some other things on here. If we can touch on the Broncos game real quick, do we have any more voicemails? Or we get to one more voicemail. Let's yeah. get to this last one real quick. All right, we got one left, and it's from Brad. What's up, Browns fans? We beat the Squealers. You know what? And screw Mensa Fitzpatrick. Yeah, boy, <laughs> we did it. I'm not going to lie. I was definitely really nervous. But you know what? Did we get a win over the Steelers? What? Are we gonna, Are we 7-3? and three? What? Are we in second place in the AFC North? What? Did we just lose, like, all of our good starters on offense? What? <laughs> Let's go. This defense is legit. This team is legit. And Tamlin Stabansky, we got a coach, guys. Let's go. Yeah, I think before we move on to the Bronx, I just want to mention for the show, like news came out today, Rodney McLeod is now out for the season. So we lost another Browns player for the season. He tore, I think, tore his bicep. He has a bicep injury, requires yeah. injury. Uh, 
He was playing great for us. He was laying the wood yesterday. Yes, he was. And I said, I'm kind of not surprised he got hurt because the way he flies around out there. <laughs> but that's what we need on defense. And, you know, he was doing his part. He was, I thought that was a great signing by AB in the offseason. Great depth piece behind Delpit and Thornhill, who have both kind of dealt with injuries too this year. And just sucks losing him. Terry Smeal says, love the voicemail. Leave us one sometime. We'd love to play it. Uh, I'm hoping, yeah, we're pointing at this jersey back here. Yeah. We're hoping, I mean, obviously we don't want McLeod to go down. hate seeing guys get injured, but this could open the door for a guy, D'Anthony Bell, to be getting some more reps on defense. It's going to be between him and Hickman or maybe a timeshare. We'll see how that goes, but very excited. I hope he gets this opportunity because I think he'll run with it. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I will say we talked about this earlier. Hickman got the run yesterday after McLeod went out. Um, I think D'Anthony Bell had three snaps on defense yesterday and Hickman had 13 14 or something like that but so um no but th- that, that's a tough break hopefully I don't know if Thornhill's back or not we need him back um I do think he's back uh, pretty soon we've been kind of and I think the loss of Anthony Walker hurts yeah you notice when he's not on the field he's a great communicator he's a great tackler there in the middle uh so hopefully I haven't heard anything on him if he's a long-term injury or if it was just a tweak um I would just, I mean, if it was a hamstring injury and it was bad enough he couldn't come in this week, I would assume he's going to be out at least this week. But I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I did I, – I, well, we've had some people mention the Broncos in here. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's definitely a tougher game than we thought it was going to be when they got 70 dropped on them by the Dolphins. Um, but – and if you go look at all their defensive ranks – since that game, they're they're playing much better. They're like middle of the pack defensively and stuff like that. They've been forcing some turnovers, but to me, this is still a game. Like if the Browns want to be a playoff team, this is a game they have to go win. Um, Russell's playing efficient this year. He's he's moving better. He's not turning the ball over. Passer rating over a hundred. I think he's got eighteen or nineteen touchdowns to only a few interceptions. Like he's he's on his way to having a, a really solid year. But I've unfortunately had the displeasure of watching a lot of their games because they're on primetime so much. And there's just nothing about their offense that really scares me. They don't they, – they look not fast. There's no separation. I, I don't see much separation on the outside. Javante Williams is a, a good, solid, hard runner, but I just – I don't see explosive runs out of him. Russell is moving better than he did last year, but he's not Russell like he was in Seattle. I just don't think you can dink and dunk this offense. No, I think that uh, – Or this defense. Jaleel McLaughlin, their backup running back, is kind of that Keaton Mitchell, Jalen Warren type of player that could pose a problem for us if they decide to, you know, deploy him, which maybe they won't. You know, Tomlin, for some reason, like you said, didn't use Warren very much. And the big way that they're scoring a lot of their points is through Cortland Sutton, their big physical, you know, go up and get it outside receiver. And Martin Emerson just eats those guys for lunch. So, yeah, I just really, yeah. And it's tough. I know they've beaten some good teams. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. Um, the Vikings were playing well. I just don't know what to make of the Vikings, though. They, they started terrible, and then they, they started to put some wins together, uh, and then now they got Dobbs, and it's just like, I don't know how good they really are. The, the Chiefs, uh, obviously the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and they're great, but their offense is the least scary it's been in years. And the Bills, when they beat – we're literally in shambles and the Broncos lose that game. If they don't have 12 men on the field at the end. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I, again, I think every game from here on out, is going to be a dog fight. I think every game we're going to need um, blood pressure, medi- oh. medication, 
I don't know. There's not going to be any pretty wins from here on out, I don't think. I, I just agree, don't man. think we're set up to win that way now. Um, no, but we, man, I, I don't mind winning ugly if we win. And we got the, like, we got that grit. Like, yeah. We're the team to do it. I said yesterday, you guys are going to, there's going to be a different host sitting in this chair next season because I just don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens will be the numbers uh, one seed in two weeks. Only two contenders in the AFC, the Ravens and the Chiefs. That, we literally just beat you. Is that Aaron? Yes. I uh, quit giving him screen time. <laughs> we literally just beat it's you. Like, you got to love his uh, optimism, though. Um, I do. I, appreci- I respect it. Yeah, I but I, I look for the Browns. I think this defense, it's, you, can't, um, you can't duplicate it or replicate it in practice. Right. There's not another Miles Garrett out there to, put in pr- to go up against your left tackle in practice. You know what I mean? There's not another Martin Emerson. Denzel Ward's playing off his freaking mind. Oh, Denzel. what about man? What about that hit he put on Najee? Uh-huh. Lost his own. Where, yeah. yeah. Oh my oh. god. He is the defense plays with so much swag and energy. It's just it's good. The, the the biggest thing going against us in this game is the altitude and the fact that we just don't have great history playing there. Right. Um. But I think this Browns team showing like that doesn't matter. No, Look, his, no it doesn't, man. We're a new team. Mm-hmm. And some people, I've heard some people talk about this. You're you're seeing the culture shift. We're winning. These are games that in years past we never win. In my whole life we never win. And this year, instead of finding ways to lose, we're finding ways to win. And um, like the Jets game last year, we this team would never lose that game. No, no chance. Would never lose that game. Okay, and and it's because of we have some continuity. We've had our same GM for four years now. We have the same coach for four years now. We've drafted some players, and we've put them on second contracts finally. Mm-hmm. We are growing young talent, and we're, we're coaching them up, and we're keeping them in the building, and we're allowing them to grow in the organization, and there's buy-in, and there's belief. And then when another rookie comes in, now a guy like Taki Taki is here to, to help them grow. Like, we are fi- we're finally mm-hmm. not a bum ass culture and I, I hate to tell you all the deshaun watson haters out there which if you are you're probably not watching this show he's a big reason why we got a lot of the free agents we got yeah people want to come here and play with this team with him as the quarterback you know what i mean with the like you said with the coaching staff the continuity is huge yes. in this culture and it's why you don't just fire a coach for, right. you know what i mean it's why you don't just fire a gm because he misses on a pick or uh and you don't fire stefanski because you didn't like his game plan one game like this is what happens when you stick with especially when you you know you got smart guys in the building and you understand that it's a marathon not a sprint of a season and you, you keep your guys, you get them on second contracts, you're good to your guys, you become a good place to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get a good reputation around the league, and then other teams want to do business with you, and then you can get a guy like Amari for a fifth. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, we're, we're building a culture. This is, he's doing something that is sustainable, and we're, we're going to be able to stack seasons on top of each other. Um, it's an exciting time to be a Browns fan. Like, yeah. It's just not, people aren't just coming here to collect a paycheck anymore. I know. And the people that think that Jim Schwartz is just going to, you know, book it out of town to go take a head coaching job next year. You said earlier, and I loved your comment about it's a match made in heaven between him and Miles. Do you think Jim Schwartz really wants to go somewhere else and try to be a head coach? This is what he is made for. This is what he loves to do. You see him on the sideline. 
with those dark sunglasses just walking around. He just looks like a bad MFer out there. <laughs> like he's just he's just every play is what how can I just mesh you up this yeah, play? And he's loving it. He's loving it. I don't think he wants to be like you said. He has I think zero percent desire to go be a head coach. Yeah. And I think working with Kevin Stefanski helps make that possible as well because that, that locker I mean, Kevin Kevin is such a good coach, man. He's got these guys so bought in. There's the buy-in to the people who say, um, who give him zero credit and they give it all to Schwartz. Well, who hired Jim Schwartz? Yeah. And and Jim Schwartz wouldn't have come to work for Kevin if he didn't think Kevin was a good guy to work for. Yeah, it's not like we just say, uh, Jim Schwartz, you're our D court. Like, he had to accept it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and to kind of parrot what Blake said, like, almost an hour ago, um, <laughs> You, if you're gonna give Schwartz the credit, you gotta kind of gotta give Stefanski the credit for managing the game in a way that lets us put the deep. You know, we give the ball back to the defense. You know, with we punt, they have bad field position, and then our defense is set up for success. Stefanski's doing that. He trusts the defense, and he's he's putting the game in the hands of the defense too. So, no, it's. It's a good time to be a Browns fan. I will um, say this before we wrap it up. I just want to shout out two people. Uh, Nick Chubb made an appearance at the stadium yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that was and how cool. about Jim Donovan uh, smashing the guitar? Yeah. We love Jim Donovan. I was texting Justin about it earlier today. I was like, he's as much of a Brown as anyone on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he got a game ball. And yeah, that's cool. He that got a awesome. game ball. And his if you, just, if you haven't yet, listen to his calls. Uh, for the Brown Steelers game because yeah. it was awesome. It was aw- the stadium yesterday. We owe Justin. He went so hard yesterday. He's out of commission <laughs> oh, yeah. today. I, we didn't even mention Justin's not here tonight. <laughs> yeah, he, he Justin is a little under the weather because um, he went up and gave it 150% yesterday. That stadium, that stadium was insane. And I just, I was thinking about this today. If, if the Browns can get to, say 12 wins okay which is obviously it's going to be tough we're fighting an uphill battle with you know injuries on offense but if we can get to 12 wins which based on this schedule is not out of the realm of possibility considering we've played eight teams 500 or better and we have seven wins right now and we only play i think one or two more teams that are at 500 or better now the rest of the year and one of them's the Bengals, uh who just lost their quarterback yeah um yeah so you do not want to be the team. Don't let Cleveland host a playoff game because oh. could you, I mean, I'm just telling you, don't want to be the team that comes into Cleveland to play at the first uh, playoff game in Cleveland in literally my, my lifetime. Yeah. You don't want to be that team. I am telling you, it will be unlike anything you've ever seen. Or it heard. will probably go down as the craziest atmosphere in NFL history. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, I, I was at the game that uh, Baker came in against the Jets, oh. and I thought I'd never been be any, uh, a part of anything like that again. And that was like a week three game. Yes, on a Thursday night. Yeah. Okay, I was at the game. I was at the uh, Bengals game this year, and the crowd was This will be unlike anything ever seen in the Cleveland Browns stadium in the last three decades. If we host a playoff game, you don't want to be that team. Uh, I don't see us getting to 12 wins. We got seven right now. I think you can beat the Broncos. I think you can beat the bears, the jets, the Bengals. So then you got to steal one against the Rams, the Texans or the Jags. I think those, I think that's doable. Again, I don't think it's easy and I'm not predicting us to do it, but I think it's, it's doable if we don't turn the ball over and we keep playing good defense. Absolutely. Rams are beat up. Um, Bengals and Jets are, are beat up. 
Bears are the Bears. I mean, I know Justin Fields is back, but. Guy takes sacks. Yeah, a lot of sacks. This isn't the team to, to hold the ball for a long and time And that's against. been his biggest weakness. So, I think, yeah. So, so let's, just, let's wrap this thing up thinking about the possibility of Cleveland hosting a playoff game. And just, we might feel that here at the studio. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're 60 miles away from the stadium. We might feel it. No, yeah. I, I think I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, but the, the thing is, the team's got, the, Kevin's got the right mentality with the team is just go want to know every week. And, you know, you got all these idiots online saying, oh, well, the Browns, that was their Super Bowl. Big Ben says, oh, well, beating the, the Steelers, that's the Big Browns Super ben, Bowl. Big Ben, what a pussy. And that, that's, <laughs> I said, that's, that's seven Super Bowls we've won this year now. Yeah. So we, we just keep winning Super Bowls. And you know what? If that was the Browns Super Bowl this week, awesome. We just won it. And you know what? Now we have a Super Bowl this week against the Broncos. Let's go win that one. F you guys. I am so sick and tired of this bullshit. <laughs> the Browns are the only team that are supposed to win every game, but then not be excited about winning the game. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like the Steelers wouldn't have been talking mad shit online if yeah. they would have won yesterday. No. Get lost. As soon as you lose to the Browns, it's, oh, well, that was your Super Bowl. Okay. Well, you know what? You guys can just take it and shove it because you lost. Yeah. Cope harder. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of machines. Like, <laughs> when, was the last time, oh, when was the last time the Browns beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh? I don't know. Fucking 2022. Yeah. Not even one year ago, I was at the game, you fat piece of crap. Like, that's pot calling the kettle black. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, cry harder. Oh, that's their Super Bowl. Uh, Get, no. Yeah. No. Well, when the Steelers are at home because Kenny Pickett can't fucking complete a pass, you know, and you're what a, that that pissed me off so bad Man. you guys got me fired up just we were about to wrap this thing so one more i had to mention that because <laughs> yes. we've seen a lot of that today. while we're shouting people out let's let's shout out all the people that aren't idiots that's you guys watching the show <laughs> yes we love yes. all you so much dog pack is awesome you guys get it you guys know what's going on this season for the browns man yep this is something else uh, well, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up before I get too angry, um, start cussing too much, and you guys quit watching it with your children. Um, I'm sorry. Sometimes I say adult words when I get very angry or excited. Or just talk about Steeler fans in yes. general. Um, and Big Ben. Uh, but thank you guys for watching. This is one of our biggest lives yet. We appreciate you guys being here. Before we wrap it up, well, I still have 160 of you guys here. Please go donate to Kenny Max Movember campaign. There's 10 days left in Movember. We'll post the link in this video again, or if somebody has it who's already in the chat, post the link to help him get to his goal. Uh, again, if everybody who watches the video donates a buck, Kenny's going to be at his goal. Uh, so please donate to his campaign. It's for a great cause. Again, thank you guys for being here, making these lives so awesome. Uh, every live is bigger than the previous one, and we appreciate it a ton. We appreciate every single person who takes time out of their day to watch us and support the show. Uh, again, if you want to become a dog pack member, yes. join the dogs.com, uh, join that discard or discord, hang out with us all the time. Sunday we, for the, Bron or the Broncos game. Yes. Get in it's, there. It's crazy on game days and, and it's good we, throughout the week. We don't mention enough, but you can join with a seven day free trial to, to kick it off just to, you know, get in there and see what it's like, see if you like it or not. And we'll let you into the discord for those seven days, interact with everybody hang out with us on Sunday for the game. And if you don't like it, fine, whatever, get out. But, and if you do like it, stick around, hang out. It's a good group of people. Yep. So make it to next year, play fantasy football with us. It's a good time. So if that, and uh, we had some people ask about voicemails. I said it at the beginning, yeah. but if you, if you missed it, join the dog or uh, the dogs podcast.com. There's a little uh, drop down menu in the upper right hand corner. You just hit uh, leave voicemail. 
You can leave it for us. We'll play it for you on the show. We love hearing from you guys. It makes these live episodes even better. Again, we appreciate you guys being here. Enjoy the rest of your Victory Monday and uh, F the Steelers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.